it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 605 for August 16th, 2019. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Sandy Foster, known far and wide to the live chat room as my wing woman. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Hi, Allison. Well, I asked Sandy to be on for two reasons. The first is I want to vindicate her after the disastrous honking that happened in the show that Alistair graciously hosted for me. She has a new mic and she now sounds awesome. They're going to hear your dulcet tones now, and I think that's going to be a lot better. That was such a tragedy. Dulcet is not how I would describe my tones, but okay, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the worst thing in the world is to have to be on a show with Alistair's voice. I mean, I Agreed. Yes. There's nothing worse. So uh, that, that that's terrible stuff. But here's here's the other thing. Uh, the main reason I've got Sandy on the show is that um, everybody I talk to says that CarPlay is awesome. And I'm not talking about my inner circle fangirl, fanboy, uh, Apple fanatics. I'm saying everybody, people across the board keep telling me CarPlay is awesome. Now, I'm never going to get to be allowed to have uh, have it because the Tesla doesn't have CarPlay and I don't picture Elon doing that. Um, but Sandy had, uh, a, uh, an interesting problem to be solved and it was, uh, it was all about CarPlay. What, what started you on this adventure? Well, I, I really wanted CarPlay. I mean, I've got practically every other Apple device that I can use. Uh, <laughs> there are some I can't, but, um, I, I really wanted CarPlay for one thing. Um, my husband and I both have been listening to Sirius radio on our cars because they come with most cars these days and it's easy and local radio is not always that lovely and you have to listen to ads and so on. So we had a subscription, uh, a family subscription to Sirius XM radio. When he got his new vehicle, it didn't come with that. It was absolutely impossible to play Sirius XM through his radio natively. So we had to get him um, the app that goes on his phone, and there went the price. Uh, it just skyrocketed. Um, oh, because you didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a family plan, plan anymore, or it was an all access plan, oh. and that ups the price a lot. And since I was kind of interested in seeing what Apple Music was all about, because I didn't have that, um, and plus I wanted Apple CarPlay because it just sounded cool. And <laughs> Oh, and I'll tell you another problem is that that in my previous Priuses, because this is now my fifth Prius, um, um, in my previous Priuses, if I wanted to put something into navigation, I had to go and sit either in my very cold uh, winter car or my very, very, very hot summer car and program it in that way. Right. Or I had to Bluetooth it through my phone. So if I have it in CarPlay, I can do it in the comfort of my house and it will come up on the display. And that's really nice. I don't have to sit in the hot car to do that. Okay. So up until very, very recently, uh, Toyota Prius did not have CarPlay capability. But I told my handy-dandy friendly uh, Toyota salesman that when they got CarPlay, he should let me know. (laughs) And so he did. In fact, he called me literally as I was on my way out the door to go to the airport for a summer vacation with my husband. And so when I got back, I called him. And when I went down to look, uh, the six that he had said he had in stock before my trip was now down to three. 
And so we went and looked at them and they looked very nice and all that. And I said, okay. And I had a private buyer for my previous one. So I had a decent down payment. My actual monthly payment is now a whole lot less than it was. Wow. Well, because of the down payment. So um, it all worked out beautifully. And as I'm walking around looking at this car, I said, oh, it has two gas tanks. Because there was a gas tank on the left and a gas tank on the right. Oh, And he said, oh, no, that's not a gas tank. This car can plug in. So it's also electric as well as being hybrid, which was a nice surprise. Okay, so let's, let's, um, I'm going to actually hold you right there because that's a a fascinating part of the story. But I want you to back up a little bit. When you first told me what happened, no, 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 that's where we're going. But you skipped a step. When you first told me about this, you said, uh, unfortunately, the only Prius that has uh, CarPlay is the top of the line. And I said, oh, no, that's terrible. And you said, no, no, that just means I got the top of the line. (laughs) Which I think that's an important part of the story is okay. not all Priuses have uh, CarPlay, just the top of the line, right? Yeah. Okay. So I need to go back. No, no, no. We're oh. keeping going. Oh, okay. <laughs> she thinks I edit. No, 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 no. We're <laughs> going to just jump all over the place. So, okay. So you uh, so you end up with this top of the line Prius and you're wandering around. And you think there's two gas tanks because uh, so let's let's back up. The, the hybrid is the uh, Prius is normally a hybrid hybrid. Uh, so yes. it's you put gas in it and then the gasoline engine as you're driving somehow helps uh, charge it, the battery. It charges a second battery that then gives you extra oomph. Okay. So that you're so you get acceleration and uh, so when you're I think when you're uh, when you're on the freeway it uses gas because it, gas is efficient there but when you're accelerating it uses the electric part of the the hybrid engine. Not exactly. Uh, it depends on, for example, if you're coasting, you're charging your battery. Okay, so it's use okay. So even on the freeway, you can be charging your battery depending on on conditions and what I mean. If you're going downhill, you're going to coast some. Okay, but um, this is a car that can't go without gas in the tank. Exactly, you have to have gas. But exactly. now you have now you have a whole separate system that is this. You've got an electric vehicle as well. Yes, I do. And so, if I plug it in, it will go for roughly thirty miles, depending on how carefully I drive. You know, if I am punching the gas pedal, it's not going to go as as long, but it, roughly 30 miles. Okay. And then it just seamlessly switches back over into hybrid version. Um, if when you that, run out of electric when I run power out of electricity, you, you don't even, well, you can almost feel a little bit of a change. It's not a hiccup. It's not a pause. It's just a little bit of a change. Hmm. And suddenly you're in hybrid and you're driving the way that well, I'm driving the way I've always driven a, a, a Prius that's that's hybrid. It's it's the same quiet vehicle um, that probably scares people half to death if they're not used to seeing these things coming down on them. But it's it's uh, a combination, also electric. That's and so very very nice. I have never heard of that. So what I what I like about that, I mean, I'm all proud of the fact that I've got a 310 mile range on my car, uh, mm-hmm. but. I don't have the advantage of being able to shift over to gas. And to be honest, you know, I drive 
three miles over to the grocery store and I drive three miles over to the, uh, you know, to the pharmacy and I drive three miles to the four miles to the gym, three miles to the beach. I could drive for years on that without ever invoking the gas at all, probably. Exactly. I have to make a concerted effort to say, oh, I better not plug in. I better start using some gas because I've heard that you sort of have to use up your gas periodically. So I think I think what you get is water vapor condensation over time and water in a gas engine is a really, really, really bad thing. It's not a good thing, no. Um, so, yeah, if you're living I, where I you are, know. there is no water vapor because you're out in in uh, Nevada, right? There's no right. Water. We're in the middle of a heat wave, and so if you go outside, you sort of melt. But mm-hmm. there you go, water in the <laughs> in the gas. But um, yeah, it's it's nice because I do the same as you. I just drive a few miles here, a few miles there, um, and uh, I could charge it up probably every other day and never have a problem. But I think I need to use up some gas. So right now, I think I've put about six or 700 miles on it. And I've used, I think, I think I've used a gallon of gas. Wow. That's awesome. That so, It's like you've got the best of both worlds. It is. It's nice. And it's if, nice. you know, if I end up someplace where I can't plug in, I can't mm-hmm. plug in. Now, luckily, there are a gazillion places to plug in nowadays. It's not the problem that it used to be. Uh, but you've always got gas stations in it, you know, in yes. an emergency. And for long distance, you're going to drive this incredibly efficient hybrid gas engine. And then mm-hmm. when you're and then you go up by a factor of 10 in awesomeness when you're uh, driving your first 30 miles. That's a that's a cool combination. It is. It's very nice. Um and it's the the car is noticeably heavier than my previous Priuses mm. were, uh, because of that electric battery. Um, Do you know if fact, it's underneath? It, is it underneath? Yes. Okay. And uh, although I don't think it looks the same as yours, I, I couldn't swear to it, but I don't think it looks the same as yours because you showed us pictures of that. Um, the only disadvantage to the extra heaviness is that Toyota did not feel that it was safe to put in a moonroof. And I really miss my moonroof. But what would a moonroof have to do with that? That doesn't they didn't think that the structure would be safe with a hole in it. That's huh. what that's the story they told me. Now who knows whether that was that's actually a weird the case. Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do I do like a moonroof. Do um yeah my current car is all glass. There is glass from where the windshield wipers are until it meets the trunk. It's it's wow. glass the whole way. Now there is a roll bar uh, inside, so there is some more structure than that. But it's it's pretty crazy to have all glass. It actually introduces a weird problem. Uh, when I wash my car, I like to squeegee the windows. Where's the window? You know, how do I define window? Because it's all one big piece of glass, and I'm not going to uh-huh. squeegee the whole the whole roof. That's whole way roof. too much work. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I have not yet settled on exactly how to deal with that. So that that's pretty cool. Be interesting over time to see if your if your driving model changes or if you notice any big differences. So let's let's flip over to CarPlay because I don't really have that much experience uh, with CarPlay. What's uh, on the Prius? What kind of a what kind of a screen do you have? It's enormous, and you have to understand that I'm still very new at CarPlay. But it's an enormous screen. It actually is bigger than my 11 inch iPad Pro. It's 11.6 oh. inches. Wow, it's huge. Is it um, vertical or is it portrait or landscape? Portrait. Okay. And it's divided into about three sections most of the time, although sometimes you can make it down into uh, mostly one and just a tiny bit at the bottom. Um, the top section, if I have CarPlay going, uh, if I've selected that as my option, um, the top section is the CarPlay 
thing with all the various apps in it. The oh, phone, so you can the rearrange these thing. screens? Yes. You said there's an option. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, the center screen defaults to um, the temperature controls, the, the climate controls. But I can change that and have it be, for example, when I'm listening to through Apple Music or um, Overcast or whatever I'm listening to. And that can go in the center, which is nice because then if I want to fast forward, it's much simpler. Um, the bottom section is the smallest section. And that will always give me my temperature setting. And that it will also show what I'm playing in audio. Just in a in small case, little section? It just in a smaller thing, right? Okay. And so it's it's quite nice. Now I can make the the map much larger than just the top third of the screen if I want to. I haven't really needed to at this point, but it's there. And along the side, the right side of CarPlay are the um, touchscreen buttons for things like getting to my menus and to put the volume up and down and switch from one audio input to another if I want to do that. Okay. The, the disadvantage to CarPlay, of course, there's always going to be disadvantages to everything. You just have, it's always a trade-off. The disadvantage to CarPlay in my situation is that um, my phone has to be plugged in. Yeah, that's interesting. I've understood that. And I guess it's just too much data to send over, well, too much data to send over Bluetooth to send the display and stuff. Well, it's not really a well, display. No, there are some wireless ones available as aftermarket things. But um, they aren't nearly as pretty as what I've got. So they aren't, um, they aren't CarPlay, though? Or they are CarPlay? No, they are CarPlay. You can oh. get a CarPlay unit to put in your car to hmm. replace your current audio unit or whatever it is. And it'll have CarPlay. And you can get the wireless ones. They're quite a bit more expensive. I wonder how well they work, because there's got to be a reason most of them are plug-in. I don't know. I don't know. Well, your phone's um, always charged. Well, that's it. Yeah, it is. I now have to make a conscious effort not to charge my phone as often. <laughs> so, uh, but it's 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 really cool. Um, the biggest problem is if I don't plug in my phone while it's in my purse, I might get out of the car and leave my phone behind. Oh, that's oh, what happens with a woman, right? We yeah, have right. a purse, not a pocket. And um, so I just but for addicts like yes, you notice about six feet away from the car, don't you? Well, I didn't the first time. I got all the way into a shopping center and had to go running back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my Oops. buddy, my buddy Ron has the uh, uh, has a Model S uh, Tesla, and the Model S, as you when you finish driving, you put the car into park and you simply get out of the car. You don't turn it off. So uh -huh. it looks like it's running when you're in there because the display is on and everything. You just get out of the car. The car shuts itself down and it locks the doors. So he goes on business travel and he rents a car, a regular car, and uh, he goes into a Starbucks and he comes out. The car is running and unlocked. <laughs> oh, he didn't take his phone with him. He didn't do anything. He just got it. Yeah. I mean, he may have taken his phone, I mean, I, but the car didn't shut down because it wasn't a, it was a gas engine car. It was a regular car. Oh, it oh, left I itself see. Oh. running and oh, it was unlocked. Gosh. And he had his rental oh, car. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and he says he's actually done it twice now. <laughs> That's, that could be a bad habit. Yeah. And all because you're used to your Tesla. Yeah. Because yeah, it just does these kinds of things for you. So it's funny. Like you say, you've got to learn new habits. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So and but that's the that's the biggest disadvantage is the plugging it in. Um, and I could 
Bluetooth things. I mean, it, it does have Bluetooth. So you could so Bluetooth if I wanted overcast to, or something. Yeah, if I wanted to, I could do that. Um, so but is, so far, I'm using CarPlay. This is what I don't get, why this is so good. So, it, and, and it's sort of like me trying to understand uh, clipboard managers. I want to understand them. And I know that they're a wonderful thing, but I don't get it yet. Mm-hmm. I don't get why it's easier to use CarPlay than it is to Bluetooth something from Overcast to your to your car. So I can Bluetooth to my uh, to my car and the controls come up on screen. I can see it. I can pause and play and I can use my little buttons on my steering column to control it. Why is it better in CarPlay? Uh, simply for what I said, I can I can program things in the house and they show up there and they're on the screen. Whereas specifically when I was navigation. Using- yeah, specifically navigation, or if I want to download a, um, a a playlist from Apple Music, because my husband doesn't listen to podcasts, and so when we go somewhere together, and it's almost always in my car, I used to, I, I usually try to have a a, a playlist ready oh, of okay. things that he's going to like to listen to, as well as things that I can tolerate, <laughs> and um, so you know, I can get all that done in the house instead of fiddling around in the car. Okay. I could Bluetooth most of that, but then the maps don't come up and I can't change things as easily because the screen is so nice and big in the car that right. if I want to change to something else, it's just super easy. And and I did end up getting Apple Music and giving up my Sirius radio because what was the point? Cost-wise, it was a no-brainer, right? Well, yeah, it's actually cheaper for me to do Apple Music and for him to do the Sirius radio on his phone oh, than okay. it is for us to have the family plan all access. Wow. And you couldn't so, talk him into uh, being a family plan Apple uh, Music? N- no, he he's not really into tech. He, In fact, that's probably the understatement of the century. <laughs> he went kicking and screaming into computerizing. When we lived in Arizona, he was a high school principal and I was a high school French teacher. And um, uh, and also the Apple specialist in town. Okay. So um, he, he didn't even want to computerize stuff at the school. When things oh, got wow. put onto computers at the school, his secretary did it all for him. Oh, wow. Now that we're retired and not living in Arizona anymore, um, I'm sort of his secretary. When he finally had to get a computer for his part-time job that keeps him, you know, entertained, um, he was going to pick up a cheap Windows thing and use that, saving money. And I said, great, go for it. Get it. But if you have a problem, I don't know who you're going to call. It's not going to be me. I don't do Windows. And so he ended up with a Mac. And so th- 33 times a day, it's, hey, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wh- what was, how'd your strategy work out for you on that one? <laughs> yeah, that was not a good decision. <laughs> I've always said that I want to start a company uh, that's a that's a web service called uh, Help My Family Member, Please. And it uh-huh. would be, my, my vision is that it's kind of like a commune thing. So I could probably help your husband all day long and it would never bother me. It would never push my buttons. And you could help Steve and it would never push your, he would never push your buttons. But I bet your husband pushes your buttons the way my husband pushes my buttons. Absolutely. I mean, that's what husbands do, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Well, and it's not just them because we push their buttons and my brother pushes my buttons, you know, but we've all got that family member where they drive us bananas, but Mm. somehow we're all more respectful to somebody else that's helping, you know, because it feels like a favor or something. 
Mm-hmm. But I notice in my house, whatever's wrong is my fault, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever's not working, that's my fault. That's a different of course. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's the constant repetition of the same things that really drives me crazy. Um, how to attach a file to an email. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that's rough. I even, I even made him a worksheet with, um, what's the name of that uh, program? That- Clarify? Clarify. Yeah. I was going to say, why don't you make him a clarify document? But I you did. did. I did. I even printed it in color, <laughs> and so that there would be no no options that he, you know, couldn't tell. And he, he doesn't even it. know where he's put it. He's never read it, and it's still hey Sandy. <laughs> oh no. I do that for my father-in-law, but he's actually really good about using those. He puts them in the little notebook and he highlights and he marks it up Mm -hmm. and he follows its instructions. We've actually got him doing uh, screenshots when he's got a question. He sends us screenshots. It's awesome. He's he's learning. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, you know, I think about this a lot. I've heard I hear people say, oh, old people or grandma can't do that. And I don't think it's at all an age bit at all. I think it's just a bit in your brain. You're either into it. Or you're not. And you, exactly. you might not even be good at it, but the bit can still be thrown the, the what we mm-hmm. will call the right way. My mother was not great at technology, but she loved it. She loved experimenting and trying new things. And it, mm-hmm. her mind was open to it. She wasn't great at it, but she uh, she gave it a shot. So uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, when I lived in Arizona, uh, I, like I said, I was the Apple specialist for our schools. And so I was repairing computers and stuff like that. Um, and all of my friends would bring me their Macs and say, uh, can you put some more RAM in this? And um, <laughs> and the, the, the early ones were lots of fun because of the CRT in them, mm-hmm. um, Mac Pluses and that sort of thing. But I, I have friends in my Tai Chi group and in my quilt group that – you know, they they might have an iPhone, but they don't know how to do this or they don't know how to do that. And they know they can talk to me and I will, if I don't know how, I can usually find out and try and help them. So, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely that way at the gym. There's there's mm-hmm. people and my, uh, my hairdresser, there's always a thing every time I come in, Allison, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you waited six weeks to tell me, ask me this question. You could have texted yep. me. I would have helped you, you know, yep. or people at the gym, my, uh, um, uh, there's a trainer I chat with in the changing room, and she's always got a question for me, and she loves the, you know getting the answers. Um, and the way I like to look at it is I tell people what, – what I always fight against is people who say, oh, I'm really dumb about this. I'm dumb about tech. It's like, no, it's just something you don't know yet. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And That's right. And I don't understand why people feel that way about technology when – I'll ask you about how to cook something or, you know, uh, you know, what is an infusion, you know, stirring thing or, or, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to plant roses and take care of, I don't understand fertilizer. I mean, it seems, I mean, I could probably figure it out. It's just something I don't know, but I don't feel stupid because of it. Yeah. But but they don't, do you hear that though? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I agree. Um, It's, we get new people in my quilt group, for example, and they'll say, well, you know, I can't do that. I I don't know how to do that. I, you know, and I'll say, and so will everybody else who's had any experience at all. You know, we were all beginners and all you have to do is just keep plugging along and asking questions. You know, when you're a beginner, you're a beginner, but you you progress and you make, you make new things. If you have the desire, if you have the desire to learn it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, the big uh, if, right. Well, we, now we're philosophizing. Let's get back to mm-hmm. your car. 
Okay. Um, so is there anything else? Uh, oh, one of the things we were talking about maps, one of the big advances that I think made this uh, CarPlay kind of come up a notch was when Apple started to allow third party apps like Overcast and uh, Waze onto the device, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So do you use Waze? I haven't. I have it installed, but I haven't really used it because if I'm tootling around within five miles of home, I haven't needed it. <laughs> I also put it on my husband's phone, but of course, well, that, that was sort of wasted effort, <laughs> but he, he won't use it. He just won't use it. He doesn't even use navigation really? unless I'm in the car and do it for him. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. We're, I mean, he, uh... he won't do it. We're crazy about about ways for anybody who lives in an area that uh, hasn't had ways or needed ways in Los Angeles. It's absolutely critical. It it basically oh, sure. through crowdsourcing figures out the best path to get you where you're going. So, mm -hmm. you know, you might uh, navigate with Apple Maps or Google Maps and it'll show you that it's red from here to here. But uh, ways will route you off the off ramp and, uh, you know, around 16 blocks through a, through a uh, train station and, and uh, pass through a, wa a, a car wash on its way to get you back on that freeway. And they're hilarious, the number of turns that you end up taking. But in L.A., it's a survival method. You know, you you have to use ways. We actually use ways uh, fairly often when we're going to the gym and it's four miles away. Oh, wow. Because there's three separate paths. And if one of them's borked, you can be, you know, a half an hour instead of, you know, 15 minutes. So it matters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you said you use Overcast. So that's that's a uh -huh. case of where you're using a third party app, right? Yes. And I, I listen to podcasts most. Well, if I'm in the car without somebody else, that's what I listen to is podcasts. Uh, I'm usually about a week or so behind because there's a lot of them, but um, I do, I do enjoy them. So, yeah. Um, there was something I was going to ask you about that, about podcasts. Are there, are there any other third party apps that you've put on uh, that are, 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 are they all available? I mean, you can't just put any no, of app, right? No, not all of them are available. Uh, I don't know what it takes to become available, but it's fairly recent anyway. And so far, I think the only ones that I have on there that are not native, um, I can't remember what I have on my second screen, but I don't think it was anything interesting. I think the only ones I have on there are, uh, I've got Google Maps, I've got Waze, I've got Overcast, and then Toyota puts on an app that's automatic. <laughs> can't get away um, from it. I well, see, yeah, I see I in your it, screenshot that you've got audiobooks. What app is that? That's actually, I th that came with it. Huh. It just came with it. Um, and I don't have any audiobooks to listen to at the moment, so I haven't tried it. But uh, yeah, okay. I had to move Overcast from the second screen to the first screen because I use it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as do we all. So yeah. let's let's flip over and focus more on the on the Prius itself. So we've talked about the hybrid motor paired with the electric motor. Um, what what other kinds of, of new tech are, have you been impressed with with this new car? Well, the fact that it's the top model, um, they call it the Prius Prime. And okay. I guess that's the name for, for this particular thing. Um, it has a lot of things that I didn't expect. Um, it has remote air conditioning. I can turn on my air conditioning mm -hmm. from, I forget how far away, but a ways away. The Talk problem, about survival. 
<laughs> yeah, in, in, where in, you in our area, that, that would be survival if I would just remember to use it. The problem is, since I don't need my key fob to get into my car, as long as I've got it in my purse, I forget to get it out and turn on the air conditioning. So I get in a hot car every single time. But it's a nice feature. Um, it's going to be 102 where she lives right now, by the way. Uh, actually, later on, it's going to be 108. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at right now. It's going to be... Holy yeah, cow. it's it's pretty warm. That's crazy. But we do have air conditioning. I know exactly what you're talking about with remembering the air conditioning. Uh, we have it on my car, and it does not get that hot. It's like 72 most days here, but it's uh-huh. still the car interior can get to 100 degrees in 15 minutes. So we do it, mm-hmm. but we very rarely remember to do it until we're like 10 feet from the car. So we're trying to practice doing it so that we'll remember to turn it on. But yeah, that's a that's a delightful thing. That's that's really nice. And especially in a place like this, but 108. Yeah. What's the interior get to if it says if it's 108 outside? That's what 2,500 degrees inside. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. And that is one of the things I miss about my moonroof. I used to leave it cracked open just a little bit in the summertime uh, when I parked in a parking lot, and oh, it would okay. help. I mean, it wouldn't totally fix it, but it would help. Gets it so your and, body doesn't melt a minute you get in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, well, but what are, what at other least, high, what oh, other high tech you got? Okay, well, I've got you all of these warning things that I didn't have before. Um, I've got pre-collision warning. What's that? Pede- uh, well, it, for example, if I'm backing out of a car, uh, a space in a parking lot, and I've got big vehicles on either side of me, so I can't really see, mm-hmm. and there's a car coming along the driving area, kind of behind me, but not quite where I can see it yet. All of a sudden I get beep, 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 beep. I mean, you can't help but pay attention to that. So there it is. Yeah, there's sensors all over the outside of the car, all around. And so if I'm pulling into a parking place and it's kind of tight between two cars and the car sees that I might hit, if I don't keep turning if I might if I end up going straight for some silly reason before I'm supposed to it'll beep at me that I'm getting awfully close to the car next to me oh nice do you get any visual indicators or is it all audio um well the the um rear view mirrors have a little symbol on them that flash on oh, the side that is worrisome but not on the display yeah. Not on the display. Okay. No, no. Oh, I did want to bring up something about the display. I finally remembered what I was going to ask you a long time ago was I noticed that your air conditioning controls, your fan speed and direction, everything is on the display. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. One of the things I don't like on my car is that every all fan control stuff is on the display. So I have to go look at that to do it. I can't do it with a physical vent. Do you have a oh, physical yeah. vent that you can move around? I do. Oh, OK. Uh, but okay. they're smaller than I'm used to. Okay. And they're they're vertical instead of horizontal. I'm used to horizontal and bigger. These oh. are narrower and vertical. Okay. So uh, they're not quite as adjustable as I'm used to, but they still work. So but you can move the direction, but I can can't. you turn? You can't turn the uh, volume of air up and down or the temperature except with the screen. Right, but I okay. couldn't before on my other ones either. Oh, okay. my other Prius. Either, I'm used so. to. I am real picky about temperature. I'm like up a degree, down a degree, up a degree, down a degree, yeah. all day long. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's a personal problem on my part. <laughs> okay, so pre-collision warning. What else have you got? Um, I've got pedestrian detection, which hmm. is similar to the pre-collision. So if if there's a pedestrian that I don't see because I'm looking one direction and the pedestrian's coming the other way, oh. uh, it will beep at me. 
as a um, walker in my neighborhood, I really wish everybody had that. I can't yeah, tell you how many times somebody's pulling out of the driveway and I'm just standing there staring at them as they look to the right and mm-hmm. not to the left because they're looking for the oncoming cars, but they aren't looking in the driveway or in the uh, sidewalk next to them. Right. And since I've been driving Priuses for quite a while now, I've gotten used to being pretty careful, for example, in parking lots um, because people just don't hear my car. Yeah, you have to be aware of that. That's probably like the number one thing to tell a new electric car driver is no one can hear you in a parking lot. That's right. It's absolutely silent. And even the hybrid is so silent that that it's really frightening at first. And then, of course, there are so many pedestrians who just don't look anyway. They're on they their just phones. don't look. Well, yeah. yeah, or they're talking with each other or whatever, and they're just not looking. They just walk, or even if they see you, that's what really irritates me. They see you and they step out in front of you anyway. You know, and I think <laughs> death, death wish. wish. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I know uh, my buddy Ron again is the one who really emphasized to me to just keep it in your mind that they can't hear you because you don't really sense that you're silent. From inside no. the car, that is no sensation no. of that. And so he said he's had people walking to the right of him. He's in a parking lot. He's driving along somebody well over to the right. And they just suddenly veer right in front of him because they go, oh, there's my car. And they don't know that you're right behind them. They they yeah. absolutely don't know. So I think it's definitely on us until all cars are silent and well, maybe and still after that. Yeah, I think they're thinking about possibly putting in some fake noise. Yeah, I did an article so that on that. Can- yeah, yeah, the different noises that uh, I actually heard it was later this year that a certain percentage of the cars have to have a noise. And Tesla has not said what their noise is going to be. I can't wait to hear what it is. Yeah, I don't know whether we're going to have one on, on my car either, but we'll see what happens. So um, let's see, what else do I have? I have blind spot monitor that so works, what? especially when you're backing up. To take It just makes sure that I can see better behind me. Um, so how's that different than the pre-collision warning? Um, it's wider angle, I think. So, uh, anyway, so is that also when you're like, if you're, uh, if you're driving and you've got somebody sitting in your right rear quarter panel where you can't see them, the blind spot there, it would, there's a thing on my rear view mirror that starts flashing. Oh, nice. Cause that's where you're going to be looking, right? Uh, Uh a side view mirror or the rear view mirror? The, the side, the side ones. Yeah. And um, I've seen that. I think that's a terrific idea because that's oh, right where it. your eyes are going to be. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unless you're one of these idiots that just changes lanes without looking at all. But yeah, <laughs> you should be. There's so um, I've never had a garage door opener built into my car before. Now, that's a stupid little thing, <laughs> but it's really nice. Oh, you really I, haven't. I never have. It's always been, you know, an external one that I've clipped clicker. onto the visor. Yeah. Oh, and they just work for a while and then they stop and you have to get a new one. And this one is built in and it works so much better than the clip on one. So, so is it part of the display? It, no, it's in the rear view mirror. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, you trained it to your garage? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. And that's another thing I have to get used to. I'm used to reaching up to my visor mm-hmm. and now I have to think, oh yeah, reach over it's to over the rear view mirror instead. So, and I have heated seats and a heated steering wheel. Mm, now luxury. I've had heated seats Many years ago, I had a car with heated seats, and I really liked that in the wintertime. It's nice to have a a warm tush. But the heated steering wheel, I've never had before. And this is particularly interesting to me because I have Raynaud's syndrome, 
which means that my um, hands and feet in the wintertime are tremendously cold. When I go grocery shopping, I come home looking like a, a corpse. My hands look oh, like wow. a corpse. They wow. are pasty white, and then they turn black. And oh. I mean, it's it's really ugly, like really ugly. Frostbite, but just from going to the grocery store? Yeah. Oh, And yikes. wearing gloves doesn't take care of it. Um, so I'm thinking heated steering wheel. Yeah, I, I'm going to like that. Yeah, that. That's a that's a health issue right there. Yeah. I, wow. hey, I wonder if I can deduct that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had a complaint with the uh, with the Tesla and I haven't talked about this yet. So it's not in my Tesla tech series yet. But uh, one of the important things you can do in a Tesla is uh, you can make the seats fart. So the audio system is set up so that you can you can change which seat it is and you can have the person fart and you have a choice of different farts. Uh, what I'm called ludicrous, of course. Um, and uh, and you can also have it be random. And my favorite part is you can set it to you can fart on demand so you can turn this feature on. Let's say I put it in the passenger seat, front passenger seat. I turn this this fart on demand feature on and we're driving along. I can click the right steering wheel and you're going to fart. It's awesome. <laughs> However, <laughs> I complained when I bought the car because I have five heated seats, but only four of them can fart. The center back seat cannot fart. And, I, and I'm disappointed in that, really. And it's yeah, an oversight. It, I don't understand. It's, I, I'd say it's not an oversight. It's a defect. Yeah, really, really. I should write to Elon about that to com give a complaint. Some, some engineer really had a sense of humor. That is funny. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that display that I'll go into. And, and it also makes me wonder when they have Tesla start making noise what kind of noise they might make. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a car noise, it could be anything, a helicopter, an airplane, Ooh. a tank. <laughs> oh, oh, now you're getting on. Is it? I think a helicopter would be, <laughs> that would be really cool. Wow, that's great. Well, this yeah. is pretty cool. Is there uh, anything else on your list? Or have we pretty much covered all the cool new tech you've noticed so far? I think that's about it. The only other thing is one little bit bitty detail about the plugging in is I can plug in either to 220 or to 110. Oh, okay. Which is nice. That's a nice feature because I don't have 220 in my garage. Yeah. So, so what are the uh, relative charging speeds? Do they have a spec on that? Um, I know the times. I haven't times? looked at this. At the Yeah. Uh, it takes about, if I were to plug into 220, it would take a couple of hours to charge up to full. Okay. And if I plug into 110, it takes about five, five and a half. Okay, but that's fine. You plug it in yeah. overnight or whatever. That's Not what I do. Deal. And it's programmable. So I can tell it, okay. Oh, start uh, at a specific time? Yeah. And so that's uh -huh. what I do. I just plug it in when it's convenient for me. And it doesn't start charging until, say, 10 o'clock at night or whatever I've told it to do. Do you have a uh, time of use payment on your uh, electric bill where it's... You get charged a different amount of time based on what uh -huh. amount of yeah. dollars based on time. Yes. Okay. So, so that's a, an advantage to be able to program it that way. Yeah, we've been doing that with the Tesla, and and you know, I was thinking, you know, how much harder is it to fill a tank of gas? But last night, I knew we were going to be going to San Diego today, and uh, so I set a little alert to me to remind me to to charge my car. So I I plugged the car in. And uh, I, it was funny. Ours is uh, cheap from midnight on, midnight to 8 a.m. or something like that. But I found out later on it's actually cheaper from 8 to 5 because that's when everybody's at work. And so I've been charging at midnight, but I really should charge during the day. So I, I, I was up in my office. My, my alert came up. 
I walked downstairs, plugged in the car, walked back up on my phone. I said, start charging now rather than at midnight. And I dragged a little slider to say, I want a full charge because normally you charge it like 80%, but I'm going on a trip. So I charge it to hundred percent. I got up this morning and it was done. So, um, I mean, it, it didn't take all night or all day or anything like that, but it's so nice to be able to just do it on your own schedule. Not, Oh, I've mm-hmm. got to get up. I got to go drive to the gas station. I got to make sure I stop on my way home, but I really am hungry. I want to eat. Nope. I got to stop and get gas. The ink, the convenience of it is, is phenomenal. And of course, way, 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 way less expensive. Yeah. I, I can't do it on my phone. I have to do it in the car. But oh, hey, like an animal. Jeez, I know, Sandy, how I can know. you bear it? I know <laughs> that should be part of CarPlay, huh? Anyway, <laughs> but no, it's fine. I, I just program it. And, and in fact, I have it on a recurring. I, I set up a program that it runs every day. And if I don't plug it in, of course, it won't run. But if it does, if I do plug it in, uh, it'll run. And I can override it and say, oh, no, charge now. And that yeah. sort of thing. So it's yeah. it's great. It's just great. Now you can get all the way to San Diego on one charge. Huh? I can go 310 miles and it's oh, only about 160 down there. Um, and uh, Lindsay and Nolan have a dryer in their garage that's right next to where we park and it's 220. So we bought mm-hmm. the 220 adapter. So we unplug their uh, their dryer and hop on and steal their electricity while we're there just to make sure it's a comfortable amount home. Oh, so you don't use two twenty usually? We uh, we well we we actually have a a specific charger from Tesla on our wall at home where we had two twenty pi- piped into our garage. I'm just <sighs> saying when we get to San Diego, we could go down and get back, but it would be a little snug, you know. 160. That's three twenty. You'd have to really milk it, you know. You might make it home, but why bother? Really? Actually, maybe, yeah. No, maybe it's only 120 miles. Yeah, it's only 120 miles. So technically, we could get down and get back, but why not steal electricity from them while we're there? You know. Oh, sure. Why not? Who's paying? Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I really like learning all this stuff about your car because, um, you know, having gone from a seven-year-old car uh, to uh, to the Tesla, I feel like no other car on the planet can do anything that this Tesla can do. It is magic. And this is the only car. And then <laughs> we were with Lindsay or with uh, my son, Kyle, and his uh, wife, Nikki, just got a new uh, Ford. I forget which car it is. And he says, oh, yeah, let me turn on the air conditioner with his phone. And I'm like, oh, man, I thought we were the only ones who could do it. So finding out actually that all of these kinds of things like the pre-collision warning, the pedestrian detection, blind spot monitor, all that stuff. It's so fantastic that so many cars are getting these uh, these new yes. technologies for our safety, right? Uh-huh, exactly. Plus the nifty cool factor of all the stuff that you got with it. I am totally jealous of CarPlay, though. You've convinced me that I, I hate my, my system because I don't have CarPlay now. Well, um, it is it is nice. I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, I would have lived without it. But hey, I'm getting old. Why not enjoy? <laughs> yeah, I say that. I'm a not lot. getting old. I am old. But there you go. Um, well, I be- believe we're all getting older. Yeah. Right? Well, that it beats the alternative. There you go. That's what my dad always <laughs> said. All right, Sandy. If people wanted to follow your uh, brilliance and nonsense combined online and in the uh, chat room, places like that, where uh, where would they find you? Um, well, I do have a website that's under construction at the moment. Thank you very much for your help. So far, I need more. Um, <laughs> um, and I have a blog. It's at uh, www.sandymike.net slash blog. The website doesn't have the blog on it, but it uh, it will be coming soon. Um, and the quilts? Tw- your quilting the, stuff? The where quilts, would they find that? It's at sandymike.net, okay. www.sandymike.net. Okay. But that's going to be revamped, hopefully, very soon, because 
Otherwise, my software will stop working. <laughs> yeah, Sandy's discovered that her software is 32-bit that she used to create the uh, quilting site a long time ago. So it's going to be all kinds of fancy pants, cool stuff in WordPress, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, if I ever figure out the rest of it. But anyway, yeah, it's it's been interesting so far. Um, I'm making progress, and we'll see what happens. And um, on Twitter, you are? On Twitter, I'm at Mac Quilter. Nice, nice. And is that the is that what you use in places like Slack and uh, and uh, the chat room too? Slack, I'm just Sandy. Ah, okay. And and the chat room, I'm Sandy, and <laughs> um, <laughs> should be able to find you. Actually, you have a special spot. You are the wing woman in the right hand sidebar. If I you look am. at who's in there, and I, I put am. yours above Kevin, who That's is right. Steve's wingman. Well, and besides, um, really. Who keeps who in line here? He doesn't try to keep me in line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that note, thank you very much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I liked learning about it. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSilla Castaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla castaways. There's two great places to do that. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack, or you can join our Facebook group at podfeet.com slash Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.